RPG Academy presents... Fifth edition actual play. Starring Michael as Arami Mott, Scott as Dane Seaborn, and Matthew as Cassandra Ziegengeist. Featuring Caleb, your game master. This actual play is supported by BattleBards.com. Oh. Ha. I know what we should investigate. To the ship. Danger. Perfect. Yes. Are, are, there, are there nachos on that ship? There may be something that Kovar... And or Ingvar want us to see on this ship. I'm trusting you to walk in front and hit the first thing you see with your cudgel. You think you could do that? Aye, aye, Captain. Rear Admiral. That's what the ladies call me. But uh, that's not important right now. The important thing is we're going into the wreckage. And I'm walking in third. Here we go. You're walking in third? That's right. You put... The Admiralty in the rear. That's... No, 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 no. No, that's what you tell the girls. You know, but but remember our conversation about how Dwarf, all dwarves basically the same? I, I think the rule applies. And, and uh, during our conversation, I assume Army staggers toward the boat. Yeah, I'm sort of... I'm doing like the zigzag where I'm staggering to the left and then staggering back Oh, that's back great. To the Zigzags right. is how you avoid alligators. We're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. If there's alligators, I'm okay. Oh, shit. One of us has to be second. Let's go. All right. So we, uh, I'm, my weapons are, are brandished, and I'm trotting after army. My weapons are of fine quality, and I'm also trotting after army. So you guys are walking across all the carnage and bodies in the sand. You're getting closer to the primary wreckage of the ship. Michael, what is army's armor class? Uh, it is currently 11. What? Do you really not wear your armor everywhere you go all day, every day? No, I do not. I, I went from work to the bar, and now I'm out here. I would not be wearing armor. Do, do, don't you wear oh, armor to work? Boy. Your job is to beat people up. But they don't fight back. Why do you own armor, then? Why aren't you a monk? I'm conf- Whatever. All right, fine. All right, fine. so... As Arami gets closer to the wreckage of the ship, maybe about five or six paces away, an arrow suddenly flies out of the wreckage and just barely misses her, zipping over her shoulder. I didn't notice. But Dane and Cassander definitely notice. Yes. Um, so the shield is up over my head now, and um, I am looking at the okay this is this is messed up but i've i've realized that army is uh walking headlong into danger and walking headlong into danger basically nude 
So now I'm looking at these dwarf bodies for something that I can throw on her so she doesn't die. I, just to take a step back, I like to think that Army's uh, zigzag stagger is why that arrow missed. Like I was trying to stand still and I just couldn't. And so whoever was aiming aimed at where I would have been. But you weren't there. Or should have. You're where you should have been. Where I should have been. Yeah. Where you had intended to be. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 totally fair. Before we go any further, let's roll initiative. Ugh. Big bucks. No. Natural 20 wasted on initiative. <laughs> you want to trade with my two? <laughs> no, that, that fits your drinking so well. You you want to talk about wasted? I rolled a 20 as well. Whoa. You want to talk about wasted? Army. <laughs> so total with modifiers for you guys? 24. Three. Okay, I'm at 22. I knew I was going after Scott. I just didn't know how far after him. Dane is going to be first top of the order. Army is about five or six paces away from this wreckage where the arrow just came from. She hasn't noticed it. She's just staggering around. Dane and Cassander both definitely saw the arrow fired, but they did not see who or what fired it. Hmm. Well, uh... Luckily, it's uh, good and dark. I'm going to go ahead and use my cunning action to dash, getting 60 feet of movement around, and I'm going to try to, try to, um, rather than stealth, it's it's time for bold action, given that now we're not just sneaking around some temple, but we're sneaking around ruins where there might be, clearly are, in fact, deadly things. I uh, pull out my rapier and uh, my dagger, and, and I charge up the, well, which we're already out, and I, ch- I, I charge up to the boat and, and try and find out who shot that thing. Hopefully I have enough movement to run up and stab them while I'm moving. Okay, so you can run up to the wreckage of the boat easily enough. Uh, you do not see a form immediately in front of you, though. Uh, is there a form not less immediately in front of me? What, what Do, do I, I go ten more feet? I, the arrow came from somewhere. Uh, yes, it definitely came from somewhere within the wreckage. Oh, but there's a lot of wreckage. How big was this ship, I guess, is a good question. I assume sort of sloopy. Yeah, yeah. It, it, w- it was a, a small sailboat. In its original form, it would have been big enough for, like, 15 or 20 people. Oh, so, uh, all right, not not, uh, not a four-man boat. Okay, so, uh, yeah, then I'll, I will continue charging forward and trying to find something, doing my best to perceive any sort of thing to stab. So do you want to try to climb into the wreckage and look within it or walk around it or run around it from the outside? Uh, def- definitely in or on top of if the deck is still in intact but in sounds fine yeah i'll, I'll run into a camilla hole it's it's partially intact kind of half shattered and, and smashed into the uh into the sand i'll leap in a gaping hole and and scream have at thee okay uh that being the case uh you can leap into the wreckage scramble across the planks a little bit and what you see in front of you is a is a creature definitely taller than you. It appears to be a a humanoid torso holding a, a long bow. It had just uh, fired at army. Uh, it doesn't seem to have legs. It's just a long extended torso. Uh, it's very dark in here, 
but it doesn't seem to have a human head either. Hmm. Maybe a long torso. Um, how many feet of movement do I have left? After scrambling over the the wreckage and climbing into this part of the boat, uh, you've only got about five or ten feet of movement left. You can get up to it if you wanted to try to stab it. Yeah, I'll get up to it and stab it. Okay. Die, foul creature from beyond. Die! Ooh. Pretty sure I hit. Rolled a 17 on the die. That's 21 total. Yep, you connect. Yay! Uh, so, one of the magical things about being a swashbuckler is that given that I'm the only enemy in melee contact with this, uh, I get sneak attack. That's uh, 15 points of piercing damage. How about the ha-ha! Knave, you cannot launch arrows at my drunken companions without being poked! And you're using a rapier, right? Yes. Okay, so you lunge forward with your rapier. The point sinks into the flesh of this creature. You see it react. It kind of ripples away from you. Uh, it makes a, a strange cry. It's not a human vocal cry. It's more just a, a gasp that goes on a little bit too long. As you pull your rapier back, you see that it has that same black ichor coating the tip. Uh, it is now Cassandra's turn. So you watched Dane charge forward vault into the depths of the ship, disappear, and you heard him uh, swing his sword and attack. And say, have at thee. And then say, ew, you're cleaning this. <laughs> gotcha. Now, in my experience, I would know what Army looks like when she is decked out in her finest, actually a more capable tank, right? Sure. Okay. Now, I was serious when I said, do I see anything on these dead dwarves that I could do to help her live? Like a shield, or a coif, or a cloak, or something, because she's, you know. Well, you see that the bodies uh, were wearing armor. Yes. M most of it has been damaged. Uh, uh -huh. You know that if you tried to pull the armor off... You would have to either undo the buckles and straps or just slash through them mm -hmm. and then try to get them over Arami. Uh, you know that armor that is put on haphazardly and not properly is just going to be more of a hindrance than a protection. Mm -hmm. uh, there are shields in the sand. Some of them have arrows peppered into them. Some of them are slashed apart, but you could pretty easily find a shield that is passable. Could I grab one as I'm moving towards the ship and kind of give it to her and continue moving towards the ship as, a, as my whole action turn thing? Yeah, yeah, that would be your entire turn. That's uh, fine. Uh, you'd get... You could get all the way up to the wreckage, not inside of it, but standing basically at the edge of it after okay. stopping grabbing a shield and handing it to army. And that's what I will do. Exactly that. So, uh, Michael, did army take the shield? Ah. Uh. Well, the first thing is, uh, when Dane runs past me, 
that being the first thing I see, I actually would swing at him because I was told to hit the first thing that I see. Damn it. Damn uh, it. Why did... I actually, I was just going to say that I missed because I just, I was so slow that by the time I swung, you were already past me. I, I'll take the shield, but I won't know what to do with it because that's not something I'm proficient in or use. So I'll hold it, but I'm holding it like a club. Like I'm not holding it like I would a shield. I knew, I knew there was going to be something. I, I was like, I'm trying to help and I know it's just not going to be worth it. Well, isn't her cudgel two handed? Uh, no, it's actually one handed. Oh, see that? Oh, that would have worked. But I have, my character's built to use, uh, if I use a shield, it actually makes me less effective in combat. What? My my style, I get plus damage if I'm only holding one-handed weapon and I'm not using a shield. What style is that? Fencer? Dueling, yeah, I'm actually, I use dueling Dueling style with my cudgel. Interesting. So you so you dual cudgels, or, or are you a cudgel brass knuckles type of girl? It's a cudgel brass knuckles, but basically just as long as I'm using just one weapon, one-handed, I do extra damage. All I right. feel you. Okay, so that makes it the creature's turn. This creature is going to surge forward towards Dane. Dane sees this thing lash towards it, not striking with its arms, but moving towards him bodily. What's your AC? Not for 13. 13 is the lucky number. Okay, so uh, you feel an impact as this body slams into you, and then you feel it wrap around you sinuously. Okay. Uh, you are going to take 11 points of damage. Okay. Just uh, is it like bludgeoning damage? Yes. Okay. Basically, this the impact of this body hitting you and wrapping around you. Uh, you feel your legs pinned together. Uh, your arms are not pinned to your sides, uh, but this giant, f- massive uh, flesh is wrapped around your legs up to your waist. You are grappled. I say this is pretty awkward for a first date. And I, as, 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 I, as I stab my rapier down. <laughs> That's going to bring it down to Aramis' turn. So I'm still confused. I don't know why I was handed this plank of wood, but I saw Dane go to the ship and kind of disappear and then cast run that way. So I'm kind of walking up behind, but uh, I'm not going to be able to do anything this turn. I'll just get close enough maybe to see what's happening. They're tickle fighting. Would you try to climb into the boat? Would you just stand there and look? Uh, I would say that for now, I would just stand there and look. Climb in and save me. Okay. Please. So in the wreckage, it's dark, but you have the type of vision to see. You see Dane uh, actually suspended off the ground. And this creature is wrapped around his legs. Uh, he, He seems to have some sort of massive, thick, fleshy tail on the ground that's what's wrapped around him and then coming up from that you see a uh, a humanoid torso uh bare-chested regular human arms and they are holding the bow that shot at you even though you didn't notice that uh instead of a humanoid or dwarvish head it seems to have some sort of reptilian or or possibly uh, aquatic, almost like a fish head. 
and we will go back to the top of the order, which is Dane. I'm going to say, oh, God, I always wanted to squeeze myself against a, a half lady, half fish, but this is the wrong half. And uh, <laughs> as I am uh, still the only one within melee range of the uh, horrible monster, I'll stab it again. I assume I'm grappled at this situation at this point. Yes, you are. Uh, does that give me disadvantage to stab it? I'm not prone. I think I can still stab it. Uh, according to the rules as I see them, uh, it does not give you disadvantage. Cool. Have at the uh, 17 to hit. That will hit. Hooray! 10 points of piercing damage as my rapier sinks into more ichor. Okay, so you can definitely keep stabbing at it. You feel it. You feel it react when you hit it. It makes that same kind of weird hissing, breathy reaction noise that goes on a little bit too long. The torso part of it rears back a little bit, but it's still wrapped around you. So you kind of move with it as he pulls away from you. Uh, you could feel the pressure on your your legs and and waist as it is kind of reacts and tightens up a little bit. Uh, So that will bring it to Cassander. Cassander is going to enter the the, uh, ruins of the boat now. So you can definitely do that. Uh, This is very cramped space because of how it was all smashed. Basically, they are fighting in what would have been the hold or the below decks part of this ship. It's just completely smashed and shattered. There is basically enough room for these two figures to be fighting. Uh, they're almost touching the walls, uh, the remains of this ship. It would be difficult if you wanted to try to climb in and stand in the same space. He has a spear. Can he just stab in? I was going to say, can I attack from outside? Uh, you definitely can, uh, but it's at such a weird angle, you would have disadvantage on the attack. Because uh-huh. basically he, as this fleshy, sinuousy thing is arriving about, and he's you can see that he's wrapped around, constricting Dane's legs, kind of holding him off the ground a little bit, so it's difficult. Gotcha. Um, I would like to use the uh, spell Flaming Sphere. Can I, can I, can I do that? Burn down the ship. It's the only way out. Uh... To quote a game master of another podcast, you can do anything you want. <laughs> okay, good. All right. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm going to cast flaming spear. Uh, hopefully behind this apparition. It has to be uh, cast in a um, unoccupied square, and any creature within five in a, within a five foot diameter of it would take damage from it. Yay! I'll take damage. Not you. It's why I said behind. I think we're in the same square. <laughs> we're playing. We're not playing with a map, and yet we're talking about same square. Anyway. So. All right. Yeah, you can definitely cast the spell. No problem. Okay. It will uh, spring into existence in the space behind this creature. It's definitely going to ignite the wood. Um, I have accepted the losses. Is, is it also going to hurt me, or...? Uh, there's definitely a chance that it will. All right, here we go. Heroic death. And then all the free <laughs> nachos my poor, um, sad friends could eat. 
least I deliver in death. Uh, but right now, you've just conjured this ball of fire in the wreckage mm-hmm. behind the thing. Yes. The immediate benefit is that there's now a lot of light, and uh, you guys can see this creature very clearly. Well, this is this is exactly my plan. It's a good plan. It was a solid plan. Uh, so you see that you you see a torso, a very tall, muscular torso with human arms. You see a head that is somewhat reptilian, but also with fish-like aquatic features. Uh, it's very wide and flat. It has two sets of eyes set into the skull. Uh, Two of them are more forward-facing. Two of them are almost at the top of the skull looking up. Uh, But they're all very large, so maybe five or six inches across. Uh, When this uh, fire flares into existence, uh, this thing reacts a little bit at at the... sudden light and you see it blink multiple sets of eyelids across and up and down uh, these very large eyes the mouth of the thing is very wide and deep Uh, it, it seems to have not fangs but some sort of very small very sharp teeth and there's a lot of them so rows upon rows of very, very small pointed teeth, almost like hawk talons, curved back and in. But these are its teeth. Uh, and they're actually almost a, a shiny, silvery substance against the darkness of its mouth. The torso of the thing extends down. It does not have legs. Uh, it has just a large, long tail uh it's not like a snake though it looks more like a tentacle with a a thick rubbery hide and large suckers on the bottom is this pretty much our every day every week we we you know for the past x number of years we've been on this island we just you know oh let's do a weekend thing then we end up running into horrible disgusting things from beyond you have never seen anything like this in your entire life. That's a fact. I've never even heard of this thing. Uh, Army, you gotta quit drinking. You're seeing things. What the fuck is that? <laughs> so this is the creature's turn. It is reacting to the light and the heat. The wood is not immediately engulfed in flame, but uh, the heat is definitely affecting it. And you hear a little bit of a crackle of wood. Yeah, give me a save, baby. Uh, it is effectively trapped at this point. There is really no exit from this place <laughs> because of this fire. Yeah. So it is going to continue to attack Dane. Oh, it's it's not going to try and escape despite the fact that it can't, like many animals do when confronted with fire. You know, Dane, you can see it almost contemplating that, uh, but its large eyes have a bit of intelligence in them. And you can see that it doesn't like you because you attacked it. That's all right. Did, did it uh, take fire damage or did I just to buy the buy? Oh, I'm about to give it some fire damage. We'll, we'll get there. 
Uh, it is going to lash out and actually try to bite you, Dane. My armor class is still 13. <laughs> so it is definitely going to connect. This uh, wide, vicious mouth is going to snap forward and connect with your shoulder. And it's going to do six points of damage. Lady, you give a mean hickey. The, this, these feel like... I mean, you've been bitten by animals before. These feel like needles just piercing into your skin and flesh. And then as it pulls away from your shoulder, you actually feel a, a wave of nausea hit you. Uh, you look down at your shoulder and you see that, uh, again, that same black ichor uh, almost lingering in your wound. And you're going to take three points of poison damage. Ew. No save for that? Nope. Poisoned actually is not that bad. You are taking poison damage. You have not been poisoned. There, There is a difference. However, since this thing did not move... And is about to be immolated. It, it had to be poison, not acid. I'm resistant to acid. Sorry. What is your spell saving DC, Matthew? Not high enough, but we'll say 12. We'll say 12? Is it not actually 12? No, it actually is 12. Okay. All right, well, he is going to fail. Yes! Uh, that means he will take 2d6 points of fire damage from your spell. Yes, take nine. All right, so the uh, the fire singes into this creature, and it reacts in pain, making that same weird, breathy, hissing noise. Uh, it's actually getting a little bit louder now, uh, as it has taken progressively more damage as this goes on. And that will bring it down to Arami. Based on the way you're describing it, there's really not a lot I can do. I don't have a ranged weapon. I could try to throw the shield like a frisbee. That'd be funny. Do that. Do you think she would be... Do you think she would make an attempt to climb into the wreckage and attack it? Uh, that's actually what I think she would do. She would stumble over the side of the railing, probably falling and rolling trying to get close because that's her thing she attacks close i don't use ranged weapons really okay so if we're talking rules wise you have enough movement to get there but she is pretty drunk let's do let's just do this uh give me a high or low call i'll go low okay so you fall <laughs> perfect um <laughs> uh if you want to you can uh make a check or a save to try to avoid falling 13 uh so you can recover yourself uh from your stumble and i will let you make a, an attack with disadvantage 15 versus armor class okay yeah that will connect so I, I guess you do a little bit of a uh, drunken master stumble and roll, <laughs> and you just come up and smack this thing. Ooh, <laughs> I rolled max damage, which is 13. Boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> There's a reason we bring you around, even when you're drunk and peeing on yourself. So uh, you you stumble in, you connect with the thing, but you are in the vicinity of the flaming ball of magic fire. 
And I would argue I'm probably flammable. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably very flammable. Uh, so you would have to make a dexterity save. Uh, but you got you to gotta make it with disadvantage. I'm sorry. You're so drunk. You son of a bitch. I fucking just rolled a 20. No, you didn't. Oh. I fucking did. Oh, fuck. Here comes well, the second just, just one. Just roll another 20. Oh, okay. Well, there's, yeah. I mean, that is the obvious solution. 14 plus 1, 15. Well, that's still fine because uh, it's the DC 12. So I still, as I, I, in my mind, this is totally drunken master where I'm just completely, perfectly bypassing all the danger by stumbling the right way at the right time. All right. So you, you take, basically with that uh, save of swerving out of the way, you will only take half damage from the fire effect. Okay. We'll just go with the nine that was there before, so four. So it's hot, but you're not on fire. I see this as a very Three Stooges moment where, like, my ass is on fire and I don't realize it. Man, that's the second time we got, we've brought up a Three Stooges shtick with this team, so... There, I, there are three of us. Uh, this is going to be a long campaign. Not for Dane. He's going to be dead here in a minute. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Dane, it's your turn. Then there won't be three of us anymore. It'd be terrible. You are still grappled. Arami is in the area trying to fight. There is a magical flaming sphere. You know that if you get away from the sphere, it will not burn you, or it might burn you less. Right. And and so the smart thing to do would be to, to live to stab this thing another day. But the brave thing to... Well, all right... And I would have to use my action to escape the grapple, right? And then if I fail, then I just get burned anyway. It would take an action to do an escape artist check. So if you want to try to escape, I will let you make any sort of roll against that DC. You just have to define what you're using and why. Mm, okay. I, uh... I think I'm going to take advantage of the fact that, that this uh, beast, while trying to crush me, is still very distracted by the fire. And I am going to um, uh, suddenly look very alarmed uh, and, and say, look, over there! And then stealthily sneak away while it's looking over there at the fire. I look away, too. <laughs> Rolled a 19 plus uh, 6 stealth. If you let me use stealth, that's 25. If you only let me use acrobatics, that's just a 23. Well, okay, the, the the roll on the die was enough to escape. Oh my god, Dane's gone! Where'd he go? Let's say this. Uh, so you, you try to deceive this creature. It is not necessarily fooled, but there is so much going on that it is distracted. You are able to slip out of the coils of this tentacle tail and scramble backwards into the uh, wreckage away from both it and the ball of fire. I'm going to say that that's uh, because of your roguiness. That can be considered your bonus action. Oh, hey. If, if, if that's the, the case, then on my way out, I may try and poke it in its big, ugly eye. Yes, but... Disadvantage? Let's say disadvantage. Fair. Very fair. I'm right. Have at thee, you foul thing. Here's looking at you, kid. You will definitely succeed in your escape attempt no matter what. I got a 15. That uh, hits. Disadvantage. Yes. And I'm no longer the only one in melee range. Thanks. It's four points of pokey in the eye. 
All right, so uh, that aids in your escape attempt. Uh, you are well away from it and the ball of fire. You're not quite out of the wreckage, but you're no longer within five feet of it. So you're no longer within melee. Okay. Uh, that will make it Cassandra's turn. Okay, so on Cassandra's turn, the ball of fire is still in contact with the creature. Yes. Dane is nowhere to be seen. RMA is in there as well. Mm-hmm. In theory, could I move the sphere away from RMA but still have it near the critter? That should work because I'm not grappled. I'm not in the same square. It's basically like I have it flanked with the sphere, so that should be fine. It's, it's basically like it's Hollywood Squares, and uh, I was sharing a square with the Whoopi Monster, but you're just like the, the crappy bottom left corner square that never gets called on. Thank you. That was, that was perfect. Yeah, yeah. You can move the sphere so that it is closer to... It, it's basically opposite of uh, RMA with the creature. Okay. That will definitely bring it into more contact with flammable matter in, in the wreckage of the boat, though. That's fine. Um, I will. Uh, I will do so with my bonus action. I can't shoot into the boat, can I? I imagine that it's too constricted for me to get a good shot off with my with my longbow. Uh, you can try it with disadvantage. I will do so. You are skilled and competent with your longbow, but the fact of the matter is you're shooting into wreckage with this weird tentacle thing that you've never seen before. No, no I, I totally understand. It's a 10, so it's a, probably a miss. 10 probably total? Just giving... Ten total, yeah. Yeah, that will miss. Yeah, exactly. So it's just giving Dane another handhold if he needs it uh, for his uh, escape wherever he is. And uh, I'd like to say to him, I'd like to say, hey, while this thing is uh, starting to burn, if you see anything interesting, grab it. Because I know he likes to grab things, so. That's true. I'm very handy. hey oh. All right. So that makes it the creature's turn. It is still pretty much trapped within this wreckage. RMA took the most accessible escape route, and she's just kind of bobbing and weaving, not intentionally, within that area. Yeah, the creature thinks I'm, like, going back and forth trying to block its way out, but I'm literally just not standing still. <laughs> hmm. You know, it, it's got a pretty good idea of where Dane went, but it is definitely trying to escape at this point. So it is going to lunge towards Army in an attempt to get her out of the way. Oh, unfortunately, it's going to hit. So this thing is going to lunge forward in a snarl, again, kind of hissing and breathy, uh, and it's going to bite Army. So, uh, Army is going to take five points of piercing damage from these teeth, these needle-sharp teeth just uh, sinking into her shoulder. As, as they pull out, it's got that really hot, fevery kind of uh, feeling, almost like they're still there even though they're not, and that black ichor will remain, and she'll take four additional points of poison damage. Got it. Ow! 
Uh, but it is, even though it is lunging towards Arami, it is still close to the Flaming Sphere, and it will fail that dexterity save. Yay. Uh, since we're in a new round, do you want to roll the damage again? Yes, sir. Hopefully this time we'll be boxcars, and we can just die. Not so much. Nine again. Consistency the... pays off. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not angry, you know, I'm just not happy either. All right, so the the fire from the the magical sphere is definitely singeing this thing. You can see that the 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 thick hide is starting to uh, blacken and curl kind of away from the fire. There's a smell in this very contained area of well, in the real world, I would say burning rubber, uh, but there's no rubber in fantasy world. So I don't know what the analogy of that would be. Burnt asshole. Burnt asshole. Wow. Yes, that is exactly what it smells like. Wow. Kind of putrid flesh, uh, a little bit of a salty, briny seawater smell, and uh, and the scent of burning, wet, fleshy mass. Yeah, burning asshole. Let's just say burning asshole. Hey, we're a family-friendly production, folks. Bring the kids! <laughs> All right, bottom of the order is Arami. Okay, so I really want to hit this thing now because now I'm, the, the pain has finally started to kind of rip through my um, drunkenness. Oh, yeah, the pain definitely sobers you up a little bit. And I don't know what's happening. I don't know how I got here. I don't know anything other than my arm hurts and fish face needs to die. So I am going to strike it and I'm going to use my inspiration token because I think we start with one to get advantage because I really want to make sure I hit. Yeah, that's no problem. Uh, you're not sober, but the pain knocked you out of being drunk. So there's no disadvantage. And that would be a 19. And for me, that means it's a critical hit. All right. Dun, 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 dun. Yay, advantage. Didn't you get a crit in the last fight, too? Like a big... I, I did. Yeah. 11 plus 5, 16 points of damage. All right, you will kill this creature, so why don't you describe how that happens? Okay. Uh, shit. Well, there, there's burning asshole, so I guess shit's involved, too. There's burning asshole. Um, so I, I want to say that as the creature is trying to rush past me... I actually will take my cudgel and like stab it down and almost pin it to the wreckage for just a second, stopping its momentum. And then as it sort of recoils back, I'll free my cudgel and just do like a, a almost like a underhanded backwards swing and just come up right underneath its big fucking chin and slam all its little bottom teeth up into the roof of its front top teeth and it poisons itself to death. And you actually hit it hard enough that it smacks into the top of this boat wreckage. So it's it's getting just beat up from every possible side. Uh, it, it makes a, a sickening thud as you pull, uh, as you smack into it with your cudgel. When you pull it away, it's covered with that sticky black ichor. It's like there's strands of it stretching between your weapon and the pulpy remains of this thing's head. You see the ichor leaking out of it. You see smashed bone and flesh 
probably some brain matter because you just crush the skull in one blow. It falls to the ground in a, a limp mass. I want to just quickly kind of... And I'm going to throw up all over the flame and sphere and it will light up like a Christmas tree because there's so much alcohol that comes out. <laughs> uh, yes, that definitely happens. So with the fight over... You are all still standing in this smashed wooden wreckage with a ball of flaming fire. Professor, do you want to cancel your ball of hot ball of meaty death? I mean, probably at this point, yes, I I would. If If I can do it without it being my turn, I mean... Well, combat's over. Then yes, as soon as as soon as I saw the thing go down, I would have whispered it out. All right, so, uh, Cassander dismisses the spell the wreckage immediately plunges back into darkness uh some of the wood though is still glowing embers it's not on fire but it's definitely uh that glowing kind of cindery look you can smell burning wood you can smell that sick burning flesh smell and uh you guys are not dead yeah Army just threw up everywhere. I, uh, confronted with the gross smell. I'll go ahead and use my once daily create or destroy water casting from my innate natural race to create water, put out the last that cinders and clean up some of that gross ichor because that is the best use of spell I've ever heard of. <laughs> sure. So there, there's this, uh, popping sound as if a water balloon was summoned into existence and then immediately broken. And there's a splash of water. Good. And then uh, after I have that 10 or so gallons, I'll manipulate it, mush it around the boat using uh, shape water that I have at will as a cantrip to uh, continue to clean things until I get bored and see something shiny that looks like treasure. Or the other half of that mermaid that's uh, glad that I rescued her. Wow. Okay, so... You can clean this area out a little bit. The fire's out. Uh, The smell has uh, subsided a little bit. You do not see anything immediately worth taking for treasure or trophy. Uh, The head of this creature is totally smashed. Uh, It was carrying a longbow. It's much longer than my shortbow, but uh, I can't use it, so... I was going to say, is the longbow of uh, of any speciality? Does it look different? Because I would probably want to at least take it and look at it. When I touch it, do I hear the screams of a thousand souls writhing in the uh, other Elder Plains? No, it's just kind of dirty and sticky. Ew. I, I, I push water over it. It appears to be a standard longbow, but it does seem to have some interesting patterns carved into the wood. I will take it based on that knowledge. Sure. What else do we have going on in the wreckage? Or unless there's anything else, uh, I mean, did did we check the the horrible viper thing's man purse? Did it have a bus station locker key around its neck on a chain? The creature does not have any other items. It was not wearing any clothing or armor. Poking around the wreckage, 
of the boat, you do not find anything other than the destroyed gear that the dead figures were wearing. Now that you are aware of this thing, you definitely see chunks of other ones of it amidst the dead dwarves. Can we, or the professor, get a better idea of of what this boat's purpose was? You do not see anything that would indicate fishing, shipping, oars or sails. Uh, it was sails. Okay. I was going to say Dane's the expert on fishing anyway, so. Hey, it's it's a great way to pass some time. And mer creatures. The only knowledge I have of them is biblical. There it is. One thing, as you guys are looking around, though, other than the dead bodies, the only thing you find that seems to be important is a part of a smashed chest. That's important. You can tell that it was a chest because it's actually a big enough piece where you can see the the curve of the wood where it would go towards the top, the rounded part of the chest. Uh, and you can see that uh, this little piece has a remnant of the metal finding where a, a padlock would have gone through. And this piece is engraved with the symbol of the temple. Hmm. I could really go for some fish tacos right about now. Yeah, yeah, that, that'd be great. Definitely getting some fish tacos. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out the RPGAcademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, The Caleb G, at The Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at The RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. <laughs>